So this is Jack from Cypher 16. Uh, you guys are listening to House of Noise. House of Noise. Yep, House of Noise. Welcome to House of Noise. <laughs> so this was a really fun interview. I love doing international interviews. It's he was so really, he was really easy fun. to talk to. Though. Oh my god, I just made best friends with Jack Doolin from Cipher Sixteen, bitches. We uh we talked a lot about the band though. We did. I mean, I would say normally you know we talked about the band, of course, but we talked about the band a lot in this one. So we did. We talked but about we, Break and. But we also got to learn a little bit about him and yeah, where where he uh, grew up and, you know, a little bit about his upbringing. You know, it just had just, some, yeah. some fun stories. And But I love Annihilator, and they are from Canada, and I didn't know that their bassist plays for Annihilator, which is how Fischel ended up playing in break because he was covering right. for, for Rich. So it's, uh, Jack is just like the coolest, man. I love Cypher 16. I, I have to say I'm very thankful for Adrenaline PR and Maria and Denise for sending us these bands because I have discovered so many more intricate artists doing this than I would have ever known about. So yeah, so enjoy this uh, interview with uh, Jack Doolin from Cypher 16. And if you get a chance, check out their new single, Break. Go to their page and check them out. Check the description. All the links are there. So enjoy. Have a great day. Yeah. Yeah. Have a great day. (laughs) Yeah. Bye. Hey, Jack. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Jack? Good. Too bad. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Uh, sorry, I was a little late. My Skype was playing up. But, no. Uh, it's all good. Hey, no <laughs> problem. That, no yeah, problem. that's okay, because I can tell you, honestly, we were wondering here in uh, in Michigan, here in the U.S., because it's really windy, and um, our power has uh, gone out at least three times now. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> if, we, okay. if we get disconnected, <laughs> that's what's going on. <laughs> okay, no worries. Well, that's fine. And I'm not sure how good the signal is where I am either. So we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give we'll it just, a go. Yeah, definitely. Well, let me tell you, I, uh, I'm i so glad that uh, Adrenaline PR has reached out to us about numerous bands. And I have to say, you guys are glorious. And I really feel bad that I'm just now discovering Cypher 16 in your music. Definitely. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you very much. It's uh, Yeah, it's been a... Um, a slow burning project band wise. Um, so we've been around for a few years, but uh, it's, you know, it's, it's getting there gradually. We're starting to learn how to write half decent songs now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important to grow as an artist, right? I, yeah, I think so. You know, it's all about constant evolution as far as I'm concerned. So uh, if everything can be a little bit better than the last thing, then we're doing okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I actually, went out today this afternoon and I went to your website and purchased the great surveyor because okay, I, you. uh, you're welcome. My favorite song that I've listened to is, and I have to, I wrote it down because I take so many copious notes is, uh, open the dark door and, um, okay. yeah, yeah, off that. And the video that you were able to kind of have the museum to yourselves and, mm. and do the video mm. It's yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty interesting. That was, a, that was a lot of fun. I got to commend you guys on 
just your whole journey and how you left the UK scene and started touring everywhere and just getting out there and, you know, finding where your audience audience was. Yeah, it was, it was a weird one because, uh, you know, we're uh, based in London, uh, as I guess you know. And so in your head when you're younger, you always think, well, we'll start in London and we'll get really big in London and then we'll go out to the UK and get really big there. And then we'll go to America. And, and <laughs> none of that happened. So <laughs> the UK never really cared, to be honest. <laughs> and they're kind of like slowly coming around to the idea of the band now. But um, quite early on, we got some really interesting offers to go to places like uh well the first ever kind of tour years ago was actually america we, we played a, sh- a bunch of shows around florida and uh some of the southern states really? and then we went out to india which is like what yeah <laughs> india you know, no it's yeah, completely completely insane i didn't realize um, there was such we a heard scene about in, this, i didn't uh, realize there was such a scene in india well, we, we'd heard about this this little garage band. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're called Iron Maiden. <laughs> and they'd, uh, they'd, just, <laughs> they'd just gone out. I, I've heard they're up and coming. You should yeah. check them out. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely. <laughs> definitely. I, heard, yeah. <laughs> I heard they uh, they had just gone out to India. This is, I mean, this is going back to 2009. Okay. And um, they just they just gone out, and they were like the first metal band to go to India. So then we got this bizarre offer to go out there like six months afterwards. So we thought, yeah, let's let's do that. Iron Maiden have been, and apparently it's super cool. So we went out there um, and ended up going five times over the next kind of three or four years. Um, and then, yeah, we had like offers in China. We've been out to China a few times, and we've been, to, you know, we've done a couple of US tours. We've done uh, Canada as well now, which is kind of cool. Wow. And then um, obviously Europe, and, and we're doing quite well in Scandinavia. So we're we're, we're getting around. Um, I just never thought. I, well, I always thought it would be great to travel to play music. So that's, you know, that's what we're doing. I heard it was quite the, the challenge to play in China, too. Mm, China was super interesting. So <laughs> we went out <laughs> twice. We went out, uh, let me think now. In my head, I want to say 2014, but maybe it was 2015. I'm not sure. Anyway, we went out the first time and had a really good time. We played a festival with... I think it was Fear Factory. Do you know oh, what nice. it was? Static X. It was his oh, last, okay. the last show he ever okay. played. Oh, okay. Yeah, before he died. Yeah, he played the one day and then Fear Factory played the other. And we played on the Fear Factory, yeah, I think. But anyway, we had a great time there. So then we went out again and somehow ended up in uh, the Xinjiang area of China, which is like a huge state uh, on the west side of China, which is where there's a lot of... Um, Muslim Chinese kind of tensions and we got caught up in some of that whilst we were there and oh, we had some shows cancel and um we kind of got locked in there for about a week and that was that was a little intense but it was really it was cool it was you know it's a great experience uh to go over there am i wrong or is Xinjiang is that uh we used to call it Hong Kong right it's they don't call it Hong Kong anymore no no that's yeah that's a separate area so okay. this is it's a place it's a, it's like a it's like a state. Think of about a U.S. state. Right. Um, oh, so this okay. is Xinjiang province. It's on the west, the west side of China. So this is over by like um, Kyrgyzstan oh, and a lot of the okay. Middle Eastern kind of countries. Okay. Iraq is not far away from there. Right. So there's a lot of like um, Middle Eastern and, and Muslim influence. Yeah. There's a group of people called the Uyghur Muslims there who um, moved in to the area because, you know, that's what would happen. And, and the right. Chinese didn't take particularly kindly to that. Oh, so there goodness. have been a lot of tensions over the years. Did you guys Man. do meet and greets afterwards? And how was that interaction with the language barrier? It was it was cool. Um, it's, do you know what? China is, is really interesting. And 
it might sound obvious that I'm saying this, but the, there is a huge language barrier there that we've never experienced anywhere else. Right. Because, you know, most countries have some uh, understanding. I mean, most countries speak it better than we do of, of English. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, but in China, there is really, in, in most places, there's very little English, like zero, actually. So... <laughs> We did do meet and greets and we met a lot of fans because you'll always find us at the bar after the <laughs> <Right>? show. <laughs> uh, that's, that's our whole thing because I'm like, please buy me a beer. I have no money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just go up with the puppy dog eyes and hope someone actually cared about our show enough to buy me a drink. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was cool, but quite difficult actually because, yeah, you know, you're, you're literally conversing with people. Uh, without being able to but you know ever you understand each other and and actually now that i think about it the promoters and then like you know people hanging out with the, the promoters or the band or people involved in the show they would take us out for meals after almost every show if we weren't if we weren't traveling because we were doing you know we were doing like a thousand two thousand mile journeys a night after wow. every show because china's so big yeah um but we used to go out for dinner to a lot of places and we used, it was wild, like so much fun. And you're sitting around a table with like 10 Chinese guys. One of them can speak a bit of English and we would just have the best time. <laughs> I was going to ask so, uh, you. Yeah. I've experienced um, similar, a similar thing when I had to go work in Mexico for uh, about a month. So I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. There's just that one guy. He's like, you got to go to him for everything. And he hates it. He really did. <laughs> The one guy I kept going to, he's like, I really don't want to. I was okay, like, can I'm, you please gonna, tell I'm going to tell you how we, how we made it work. We made it work by, I mean, the Chinese hospitality is actually fantastic. And the, yeah. the people were really, really nice and really hospitable um, and really good to us. But uh, they have this drink there called Baiju, mm. <laughs> which okay. is like a Chinese spirit. All right. Um, and they do a thing where you all sit around a, a circular table to eat. Um, and the food is all cooked in one pot that sits in the middle of the table oh, and you actually okay. you know they'll, they'll come around and you take all the raw meat or the raw uh, vegetables or whatever it is off the off the waiter and you put them in to this pot and you cook it yourself so oh. and then everyone's taking the food from the same pot so it's really communal yeah and an amazing kind of community experience um but there's <laughs> yeah there's always one guy who's who's a little further ahead on the drinking uh <laughs> than everyone else <laughs> and <laughs> So they have this spirit there called Baiju, which is like, it's like lethal. Ask our guitar player. He knows all about it. Um, but one guy, the, the rule is that when someone stands up and makes a toast, you all have to fill up and make a toast oh. and, you know, down, down, down the shot. And obviously there's always one guy who's a little further ahead or wants to impress or whatever. So he starts doing this like every five minutes. Oh, so within half an hour, it's just, you know, it's carnage. Totally um, yeah. But it was, we had, we had so much fun. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good time for sure. <laughs> well, I know having somebody take you guys out for meals means a lot too. Because, oh, sure. You know, that's part of, like you said, about drinking, uh, going to the bar and getting the drinks. And, you know, you don't make a yeah. ton of money being a musician. So every little bit. Every no, little... you don't. Absolutely. No, you, you totally got it. Um, and yeah the the meals like it was really cool because you get well 
you get to say thank you back to the promoter. They're saying right. thank you to us for the show. Um, we then get to like go out and experience a bit of the nightlife of the local place that we're in and, and to experience the food. So we, we played, um, uh, where did we play? Let me think about this. Uh, cause we did like, we did like 30 shows in China in, in all sorts of places. So I don't remember quite exactly what happened, but the law, I think one of the last shows we played was in Sichuan, which mm. is famous for the Sichuan hot pot. Okay. Which is like a really famous style of very, very fiery, spicy Chinese oh, okay. cuisine. Right, right. Um, and I'm not a spice guy, personally. <laughs> but basically, like, all the food is just laden with chilies. But oh, wow. we went out for a hot pot after one of the shows. I guess it was the, maybe it was the last show. I don't know if I would have made it to the next show after that. But, <laughs> but that was a really cool, you know, that was a really ex- interesting experience. Like, because we'd heard of this style of cuisine because it's quite famous over in England. But actually to find yourself randomly in the city where it comes from mm. is, is, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's really cool. Yeah, I um, I was going to ask you, too, with you being a Guinness fan. Mm. You were you done your were research. You, yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Were you able to have you been able to take the um, Guinness setup? With we take you? Alfred. Yeah. Yeah. Alfred. Yeah, we I do. Uh, when, when, when we can. <laughs> um, obviously, it's got. Uh, so it's I don't know for for listeners who aren't aware of what <laughs> what we're talking about now we have this uh, mobile uh, flight case draft Guinness system called Alfred the Guinness Bar. I um, love it. And basically, like we're all big Guinness heads, but particularly me. And I was sick of never being able to get a good pint of Guinness. So we build a draft system like you get in any pub. Okay. Um, with the barrel and the gas and the font, and and then we built it into a flight case. So we get perfect Guinness on the road with us. Um, nice. And actually, it's now turned into its own company. It's called flightcasebars.com if you want to check it out. Oh, but basically, we have two cool. of them now. We have a lager bar and a Guinness bar. Nice. And we go around, like, um, you know, selling really good beer. <laughs> that is very cool. Um, no, it's another member of the, yeah, of the band. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Alfred is the fifth <laughs> member. And we now have a sixth <laughs> member called Henry. And he, oh. he does Top House, which is Guinness's lager. So okay. uh, <laughs> you should check that out. Um, very, that's very cool. Uh, the case weighs about 200 kilograms. So it's, it's a big, it's a big heavy case. Um, and obviously it's also got pressurized gas in it. So you can't then necessarily fly with that. And you know, there's a couple of complications, but we take it around, we can take it in the UK and Europe. Um, and we'd love to get it over to the States because you guys would go wild for this thing. Oh, I know I would. I mean, if you leave the the (laughs) CO2 part of it out, you could probably, you could pick up a CO2 canister when you get here. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, in, in somewhere like America, it would be pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, you just convert the case to the different, you know, fittings and stuff. But that would that would be pretty simple. Um, I don't know how well we do in China, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you may want to leave Alfred at Ch- in China or in back at home. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm a big. I uh, I don't know if you're a big fan, but I I really like a Guinness as an Irish car bomb. That's a good drink. That's a, that's interesting. Okay, so here's a funny story. All right. Uh, I have to be careful how I say this because you can't if. This is this is an interesting but very important and useful tip for you, uh, the Americans, uh, hopefully listening to this. Um, if you ever go into a pub in Ireland, mm-hmm. you must never ever ask for an Irish car bomb because you'll get your head kicked in. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, okay. it's really it's yeah, it's a really offensive thing because a lot of people got killed by car bombs yeah, by definitely. the IRA in in, in the troubles. Um, but anyway, I know exactly what you're talking about because we have uh, one of our best friends in America is uh, our a tour bus driver called Chuck. Okay. Uh, I'm going to send him this because because uh, he's like the greatest guy ever. But <laughs> he's a huge Guinness fan. So when we would park up 
uh, and he would, we, he'd, he'd like have off time. He would just take us to a bar and he introduced us to Irish car bombs. Really? Yeah. So before the show, we would go to a bar like uh, we played in. I remember we played in um, we played Baltimore one time mm. and it was a beautiful sunny day. And uh, yeah, we ended up in a bar and he's like, yeah, you've got to have this drink, this Irish car bomb. And, and it's yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it is. It is. How did you meet him? So I'm totally in. Um, he was our bus driver. We, we toured in America in 2017 and we had, we, let me think about this. Well, we had a, we had three tour buses cause they kept breaking down. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. But Chuck <laughs> was our driver for like the last, I don't remember, but maybe the last 10 shows or something like that. And he's like the coolest guy and a very dear friend of mine, but we absolutely bonded over our love of Guinness. You know, it's funny how things like that and, and music bring people together. That's the, the, weirdest, yeah, the weirdest little totally. things that bring people together. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. And it's, I really like how close you can get to people who are part of like making it happen. You know, like the tour bus driver right. who isn't necessarily someone a lot of people would have that much knowledge of because the fan isn't necessarily going to meet the tour bus driver <laughs> during the course of a show. They're going to go and watch the band in the venue, and the the, the bus driver is normally sleeping right. because mm-hmm. he's you know he's he's getting ready to drive that night. But yeah, so Chuck is like the greatest guy, and uh, apart from Brian, because Brian might also hear this, he'll kick my head in. So, <laughs> so Brian is fucking cool as well. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like they're so important because nothing is going to happen without these guys. Right, right. That's the thing, like um, the roadies and the tour bus drivers and the guys that are behind the scenes are so integral to making sure the show goes off. Goes on. Yeah, the show goes must, on. The show must go yes. on. Yeah, that's exactly. The show must go on, exactly. And they're all having a very hard time now with, you know, the current oh, crisis yes. because yeah, these, how... guys, these guys rely on shows happening. Right. Mm-hmm. How are you guys? How are you um, dealing with that? We're doing okay, pandemic? actually. We're doing all right. So we're, um, I'm, I'm in London uh, and we're locked down right now, kind of. I mean, I'm actually out walking right now. I'm, I take my exercise in the evening when it's a little bit quieter because we yeah. still have 10 million people here. So oh, wow. we have beautiful summer weather now. It's like 21 degrees. It's sunny. There's no clouds. So it's like, you, you know, you could have asked Corona to come and hit us in October when we were going into the rainy winter, not right, into the right. summer. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, so I so we're doing okay. Um, we had to cancel. Well, we've pu- we've pushed back some shows in Sweden that we were going to do next month oh, to yeah. 2021, oh, okay. which is you know kind of the best we can do right now. Um, we have a big London show that we haven't actually announced yet, but we're going to announce that. That's in September, so we're we're hoping to be able to do that. Maybe we're not right. sure. Um, but the good the good news for us is that we finished our album in December, so. We haven't, we've just started releasing the first tracks. We released the track called Break last week. Um, Which is awesome. And we've now got a whole album's worth of material to to release. So if there are no more live shows this year, we can keep busy with new music, which is cool. Yeah, that is very cool. And speaking of Break, I absolutely love, love, love the song. And I have to give you guys a lot of credit because... I love the fact that the bass is a part of the story that you can hear it and it's not buried, you know, I just, I just <laughs> yeah, love that. Sure. That's really cool. Yeah. The, I mean, 
our manager used to work for Metallica, so uh, I know not to ever bury the base. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Don't pull, don't pull an Ann <laughs> but, Justice um, for no, you know. Yeah, I, on a serious note, I mean, I think like Break is cool because it's really simple, mm-hmm. um, and you know the kind of chuggy verse and all this sort of stuff. It's and it's fairly slow. Um, it's a nice tempo, so it really allows all the instruments to breathe, and that that and that allows the bass to come out as well as much as everything else. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And you guys filmed it in um, Gothenburg in the studio there, correct? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah, that you, you know, it's amazing who you got to work with because I am a big fan of uh, Machine Head. And I'm also, mm. I really like Volbeat too. And I know you yeah. guys really like um, Gothenburg and, you know, that area. Um, but it's interesting how the music moved around because it's... Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, you're totally right. Yeah. Um, so we did, what, do, uh, how did this happen? Uh, let me think. <laughs> yeah. So we're on tour with, we're on tour with Amaranth, who are a mm. Swedish band. Yes. I um, love them. And we were sitting on their tour bus with one of their roadies. Um, I don't know where we were, maybe in America. No, not, it wasn't in America. It was, I don't know. We were somewhere in Europe. Um, and he was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a record producer. I'm just doing this for like a bit of, you know, getting mm. out of the studio time fun. So he was, but he, we had a really cool tour. Yeah, we were in Norway. That's where we were. Oh, okay. We had a really good tour with those guys in Norway. Um, and he was like, you guys should record the next album with me in Sweden because I make records. So I was like, okay, well, this is cool because we love Sweden and we love Gothenburg particularly. It's just one of the greatest cities in the world. So I was thinking, yeah, let's go make a record in Gothenburg because then we get to be in Gothenburg right. for like six weeks, which is super cool because it's just the best place. So, um, so that's how that happened. And then he says, okay, well, I think the guy who needs to mix this record is Jacob Hansen. And he's well known for, for doing all the Volbeat records. So I'm like, you know, I'm a massive Volbeat fan. So yeah. I'm thinking, God, yeah, I want, I want him to mix my record because I want to sound like Michael Poulsen. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So I was like, yeah, fucking, this is, awesome. this is awesome because he'll make me sound like Michael Poulsen. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> so that's how that happened. So yeah, so he, so he, he listened to the stuff and he was like, yeah, I want to do this. And I think I was, you know, and we, we have the best time because I always fly over to Denmark for the mix sessions. Mm, okay. I'm a big guy about like, I go to everything I'm at, I'm at every session and I, I'm, a, I participate in everything physically. So it's cool because we go there and we actually, he, he works super quick and, and we get everything done, but we just sit and talk about Volby all day, oh, which nice. is cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so then that happened. And then we master at Abbey Road in London, yeah. um, because we did the, when we did the great surveyor, actually, uh, we made that with a friend of ours called Ramesh, uh, Dorangoda, who actually just he just did the new Bring Me the Horizon album, so oh, he's doing yeah. really well. Yeah, that's, um, that was but an he amazing album too. he suggested a few places where we were going to get the record mastered, and just none of them got it right. Oh, okay. So then he was like, "Okay, I'm working with some band, and they're going to get it mastered at Abbey Road. Let me see if they'll do it as a favor." And they got it right. So now I always go to Abbey Road. Nice, um, nice. Which is which is cool, and it's and also I you know again I sit on sit in on the session, so I get to go to Abbey Road, which is super cool. Yeah, <laughs> right, like how, how does that? What is the feeling you get when you go in there? Well, here's the thing: I'm a Rolling Stones man, so okay. all right. <laughs> that's the first thing I need to say. Um, 
who just released a great new song, by the way. Oh, so, nice. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a Rolling Stones man, not not a massive Beatles fan. Gotcha. But it's pretty cool going to Abbey Road because, like, you drive up there um, and there are, like, Beatles fans outside always from nine o'clock in the morning until five o'clock, you know, doing the photos on the oh, zebra yeah. crossing. Oh, right, right, right. oh, yep. Yeah. So, so then you have to like get through all those people and get, get in the gates and then you go in and it's just the most amazing building. Like the studios is, is it's enormous. There's multiple studios. Um, there's like, you know, you know, Beatles imagined lyrics handwritten in frames, you know, it's, oh, you're wow. just walking past all this history, right. which is, which is really amazing. And then inevitably you're going to like run into some huge, artist in there because there's always something happening um because it is a working studio you know so there's loads of stuff happening but when we when we mastered uh this record that's now starting to come out breaks the the first track um the mastering engineer just like you know we we, it took us like two hours it was super quick and then i said to him you know what what are you doing for the rest of the day he kind of looked at his schedule and he was like, oh, I've got to do a Rolling Stones record next. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just the <laughs> it was Stones. like, ah, oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah I'm nice. sure he said it all nonchalantly, like, yeah, it's just the, I got oh, the totally. Stones. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, I, I, did, I did the whole Rushback catalog last month. <laughs> oh, wow. it was so cool. <laughs> that is so, so neat. I would, oh, yeah, Even God. if you're not a Beatles fan, just being the around history. that history, it's, it's, it's got to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, you know, when when they call you up from studio two, it's that's that's pretty cool. Didn't they film the um video for Get Back? Didn't they play on the roof of Abbey Road Studios? Um they play when they would you mean when they did the rooftop performance yeah. thing? Was that that was actually at Abbey Road Studios, wasn't it? I'm trying I to remember. I don't know where that was. Um I, I know vaguely what you're talking about, yeah. but I'm not an authority. I think, though, that the roof of Abbey Road is not that high. Oh, Something gotcha. tells me it was somewhere else. Yeah, it probably was. I thought it was somewhere more in central London, like on a, on a, uh, like a, like a department store. Wasn't it like a hotel? Maybe. Maybe yeah. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I'm going to have to Google it, too. I was just curious. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say the, the rest of the album has the same kind of feel as Break, or does, does every song have its own uh, life to it? It's it's an interesting one. The record is pretty dark, actually. It's quite uh, it's quite an introspective record, um, nice. but at the same time, it's it's quite poppy, which is cool. Like you know, we're 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 a heavy. I, I like to think we're a heavy rock band. I know a lot of people think we're a metal band, but whatever. <laughs> um, we're pretty heavy. Yeah. But but I think that because we it's all you know it's all clean vocals there's not there's no screaming right. we're not as extreme as a lot of the metal stuff that's going on right. so we're pretty accessible um, and I heard that actually the, the song is doing really well on a big Brazilian radio station right now which is which is pretty cool because <laughs> okay. yeah. we've never been to South America but that's now next on my list <laughs> yes well I know Brazil um, has like a big um, rock and metal scene. Mac, rock and metal scene from what i've heard yeah so. absolutely yeah I, and a friend of mine was just on the iron maiden tour and mm. he says it's just crazy down there he was opening up for them and uh he he says it's like you know north america is one thing but south america is completely nuts interesting i never would have thought yeah so uh it's they have rock in rio and stuff that's you know it's like yeah. 100,000 yep. people or something. yeah it's pretty mental um so yeah so i'd like to go down there but yeah the, going back to the record um yeah i think i would say that um the, the the songs are all i think they've all got really catchy kind of choruses and it's it's a pretty accessible record but at the same time it's not what i would call a happy record okay if that right. makes any sort of sense um I, it's quite dark 
lyrically yeah. and and the mood of it is quite dark but um i think it's going to resonate well i hope it's going to going to resonate uh, and I think particularly now we're really we're just going into discussions about what song we're going to release next. And actually, mm. like we have a choice of like eight songs and oh, all wow. of them are on the table right now. So <laughs> so you were saying that if if you can't tour or go play, then you're going to are you going to release one song every so often until the whole album is out or Gonna... That, that's kind of my thinking right now. I don't, I don't think we're going to release every song one by one, but I really am interested in this idea. This kind of new, this new thing with the digital streaming age, you can actually do that now. You can release a song every, you know, six to eight weeks. Right. And then that's like, that's like the band statement for that period of time. And that means that instead of, you know, you release your album and then who, here's the album, enjoy it kind of thing. Well, why not just release a song every you know six to eight weeks or whatever and then the band is kind of busy for a year and then at the end of it you know you release the album for everyone else to hear or for people who, who want to buy it but people are consuming music so differently now people you know they're consuming it in single single tracks yeah which is it's so crazy. I, I think that it's you know it's it's kind of maybe not so much in the rock and metal scene. I know that we all still love albums, yes. and that, I hope that will never die because I certainly prefer albums and singles. But Amen. I think in terms of like keeping a band busy, especially right now when we can't tour, we have an, we have a back we have a, an army of songs right now ready to go. So we might as well get you know get as much out of them as we can. Yeah, I mean, I, I really what I'm hoping for is because of this, maybe it'll reshape the landscape again because it's forcing people to do things a little differently but also i really hope it causes people to appreciate the value of live performance and once this is lifted i'm gonna, I'm gonna say that it'll no increase what, attendance at shows no matter what something's gonna be different when this is all over something's gonna change and yeah. it's not gonna be the same as it was so hopefully it's for the better though no i i i absolutely agree with you i think I think that when it, yeah, I, I, well, I guess that when this is over, people are really going to rush out and hopefully yeah. not take all the stuff we have on our doorsteps for granted. <laughs> right. Um, on the other, on the other hand, like we're slightly concerned that, you know, for the first six months anyway, because everything has rescheduled right. for like mm -hmm. September, October, November, it, there's going to be a massive oversaturation of the market mm. because we're talking mm. about not every, not just, not just every live day has been rescheduled, but all the culture, all the theater, all the opera, or the sports events, particularly the sports events, everything is now pushing back into one three-month period. Yeah. And there's just not enough money or people to go around to go to every event that they normally would have been able to afford to go to. See, and that wasn't even an angle I thought um, about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so like, you know, you're not going to go and watch uh, the soccer game or the football game or the basketball or whatever it is on the Saturday. And then you're going to go to you know, Metallica are playing on the Saturday night. And then on the Sunday night, there's a big basketball thing that was rescheduled. And then, you know, Cyber 16 are playing on the Sunday night. And then there's another thing on the Monday, you know, da, da, da. it's just not going to happen because no one has the money to be able to do that right now right. all the time. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's, you know, there's almost not enough people to go around. True. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I didn't think about that angle either. So that's going to so. be interesting. Yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to see how everything plays out for sure. For sure. In the short term. <laughs> yeah. The short term and the long term. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, um, yeah, absolutely. For this, um, for the album, are you guys still keeping the uh, title of It's a Long Way Back from This Road? 
for the moment, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you I know. kind of, I kind of, um, you know, I don't know. We're, um, you know, a lot of people are asking us when the album is coming out, and actually, I mean, it's we have a tentative kind of date, but it, anything can change right mm-hmm. now. So we're we're more focused on on the next song, actually. Um, I haven't had any complaints about the album yeah. name, so for the moment, I'm kind of happy with it. I think it fits, though. I mean, if you think about it. I really do think it fits the current climate. That's why I really yeah liked it, like the title. Cause, I, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, it's not. It's it's weird actually when you listen to some of the songs and you go, "Huh." When we release this, people are going to ask us if we wrote this about coronavirus. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. I know. I know there is there is going to be a lot of songs and a lot of movies coming out soon. That yeah. Are around all this. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, obviously most of the stuff, you know, well, it was, it was all written years ago, but, but you're right. It does, you, you find it does like suddenly apply perfectly mm-hmm. to, to the situation. Um, so it's, you know, I don't know. It's a, yeah. uh, it's a weird one. I mean, yeah, like the new stone song, uh, which is called ghost town. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it's like everyone nice. went, Oh, you wrote this about Corona. And they said, no, we, we tracked this last year, right. but it's crazy how, how applicable it is all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because everywhere is kind of like a ghost town right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What is it like over where you are? Well, people can still go like to the grocery store and they are mandating that at least in Michigan, you wear a mask or some type of something to cover your face. But I I can still go to the grocery store and some people wear them. I wear a bandana. But some people wear something and some people don't. And they really do enforce the whole entire social distancing, which for the most part, people respect that, which is good. And they have yeah. like screens in front of the people that are working and the people that are working have masks on. So, you know, I think here at least the streets are pretty empty. Yeah. I mean, the streets are empty. Um, I'm working from home. And unfortunately, a lot of people are, you know, unless you're considered essential, you you're kind of out of work right now so the unemployment system is being taxed a little right yeah i've heard that it's like 15 percent or something right now yeah. yeah so i mean my my okay. hope is i think uh the governor here in michigan extended the um stay at home order till may 15th yep. so our biggest fear yeah, is that's, you know that's that seems very sensible from where we're sitting yeah I, um, and, and we're, I don't we're, mind on, it. we're on lockdown until at least mid-may are you okay so you guys are like in the same same, 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 boat. same boat. We're in the then. same position. Yeah. Because, well, because the, the, I think there's a real fear of the second wave. Yes. Uh, from opening up too early. And I know some states that, you know, Georgia is starting to open up already. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, but when your cases are actually still going up, why are you starting to reopen so right. early? Right. I think I heard somewhere that. Vegas, and I understand Vegas obviously the economic, you know, I understand the economic arguments for, for not staying closed but if you're gonna if you then have to lock down again in you know six weeks time well that's going to be a a bit of a a bit of a disaster isn't it yeah yeah that's why like we have tickets for um incarceration which is held in july and they haven't made an official announcement yet that they're canceling or postponing the festival literally days before that we have megadeth as well so we're hoping Neither one of them get canceled, but I am already saying that it will. She's praying that it he's, doesn't. He's being negative. I'm staying. <laughs> I'm being the ever, ever, uh, 
ever loving, uh, positive person and trying to keep my fingers crossed. (laughs) And, you know, you just want to say, so, I mean, Europe, Europe has basically canceled everything until the earliest of September. Okay. Yeah. Um, So we know that there's, there are no festivals or tours happening here until at least September. Yeah. Which is hard because, like, I know Wacken is like a big one in Germany. I mean, that festival. Oh yeah. Is, oh yeah. They just yeah. yeah they canceled it last week. Oh. Uh, you know, I mean, every every major because obviously you know Europe has all the big festivals. Yes. Right. Um. So so this is yeah it's taking a bit of a well they're they're all basically pushing back a year, gotcha. and that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, and you know it's not like any of the bands would even be able to travel to play them. Right. Right. <laughs> that is true. Have you guys ever played so, at Vakken before? No, we haven't played there. No. Um, well, we wouldn't have played it this year. And I'm not quite sure what happens with festivals next year now, because I guess basically every band is just going to push their schedule back one year. So it, I'm not sure we'll be able to play it next year either, but we'll see because, you know, things change. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I've heard I've, I've actually also not been there, but I've heard it's it's, you know, it's the it's the holy grail of heavy metal. Yes, I I I like to watch the old the old Vakins from years past, and I have a friend that goes every year, and he's like, "You have to go." Okay. I'm like, "Yeah, if I, you know." It's not cheap. No, no, it's not. No, it's not cheap. No, no, no it's not. Germany is not a cheap place. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I say I, I live in London, so actually, it's it's pretty cheap. Yeah, <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Is that, um, I was going to ask you what the cost of living in London it's pretty expensive. was. It's pretty bad. Is it really? <laughs> it's really it's bad. like uh, San yeah, Francisco for us. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's London. It's like, you know, arguably the number one city in the world. So everyone wants to be here. And, and it's it's a very old city. Um, yeah. And it's not that big geographically. So we have about 10 million people here on a busy wow. day. Um, but it's but it's not, you know, it's not like L.A. Yeah. where you have a lot of people, but it's geographically enormous. London is pretty small, it's more actually. Like, more like, so it's, more it's, like um, New York. Sorry, say that one That's more time. A, more like a New York type situation. A lot of people crammed into one. Yeah, it's small exactly. Area. It's yeah, exactly. Except we haven't we haven't figured out building upwards yet. We haven't <laughs> yeah. got around to that. So, <laughs> so there's a couple of tall buildings. I mean, you know, we have the Shard, which is okay. It's the tallest building in Europe, but that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, we don't do skyscrapers particularly in in, in the UK. Yeah, that um, is true. So yeah, so then you know, all the there's a lot of Russian and Chinese money here, and that has pushed. That's push housing prices up. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Quite, quite dramatically. You know, I mean, you know, there are, there are, uh, God, in terms of US dollar right now, I guess, you know, there are, there are flats here that are 150, 200 million dollars oh for my a flat, gosh. not a house. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, this is just, this is for the uber mega rich, but the problem is that it then pushes up the regular flat prices. Yeah. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's, it's difficult, but you know, I would would say London's pretty comparable to what we are seeing in uh, San Francisco. The San Francisco price. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So I was over with Metallica in September for the S and M show. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we know a bunch of those guys. So we, we kind of, we go to we go along to some of the cool things that they do. Oh neat! Uh, S and M being one of them, which was over that. that was super fun. But yeah, we were we actually I was talking to someone about this very thing in San Francisco, and he was saying that because you know all the Silicon Valley stuff is nearby, mm. all the guys who work for Google and Facebook and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. they all want to live in downtown San Francisco, so you can be paying. I can't remember. It was like I think it was twenty seven hundred dollars for a for Jeez. an apartment a month. 
one bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, for like a one bed. Yeah. Yeah, I heard, uh, I heard a lot of people. You know, I heard a lot of people that, that live down there. They they'll all room together, like four or five or more, in a one or two bedroom uh, apartment. It's I don't understand how people can live like that. It's like. Yeah. Oh well, in London, that's uh, yeah. that's very common. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you. Now I want to hop back to break, and um, I also sure. um love the New Horizon. Love that song. Love it. Oh, great! Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Like I said, you, I, I am going. How did I not know about you guys before Adrenaline? So I'm so glad when Maria sends me bands, and I'm like, I discover new art, uh, and I'm just cool. like, oh my god, these guys are so cool. Now, New Horizon was a lyric video, and Break was a video you guys filmed in Gothenburg in the studio. So once the pandemic clears, have you ever thought about going back and making a live action video for New Horizon and uh, for Break? Or are you just going to leave them? That's that's a good that's a good question. Um, so here's the thing: like we are well, I wouldn't say well known, but we are known for. Uh, the you know the crazy like mm-hmm. museum video yes. and I don't know if you if you've seen the video for uh, Lonely Road which no we but shot I want to power yeah State. the power station I want to check it out because yeah. it sounds cool that, yeah okay because that's you know that's equally ridiculous that's where Pink Floyd you know the Pink Floyd cover for animals with the with the pig and the oh, power yeah. station um yeah so that power station is you know it's in London and we oh, okay. we hired the whole thing, we hired the whole thing out a few years ago before they've now they're renovating it into like a multi-billion dollar renovation thing but but before that it was derelict oh okay so we 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 took the whole site over for like 24 hours and we did a stupid like pyro explosions video in there which you should definitely check out because i'm really proud of it yeah that was a really good one so we you know so now we develop this reputation for being a band that like oh they're always doing crazy music videos (laughs) uh and I'm kind of like wanting to do another one <laughs> um, with with all the money that we don't have. But <laughs> right, right. You know, there's always way, there's always yeah, there's always ways to do these things. Yes. So yeah, we've now you know we did the break video, which is fine. It's you know it's in the studio. It's kind of like intimate and small and stuff. And then we did the lyric video for New Horizon, which is a lyric video. With, well, that's okay. Um, so I'm kind of thinking I'd like to do a really big. We would say in English, if I can use such good words, fuck off. Right. Big right. video for, uh, you know, for, for one of the songs on the record, whether it's going to be New Horizon or or Break, it probably not. It will probably be for another song. Okay. Um, but I quite fancy trying to do something ridiculous again. You got to one up, one up the last yeah. ones. Well, this is the problem because yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you put true. out an amazing video and people are like, okay, so what are you going to do next? And you're like, no. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah. Can't well, go like better you, than that. Well, yeah. like you said, with all your millions that you got stashed away too. So. Yeah, exactly. I have no excuse. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> so did you actually grow up in the uh, London area? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I was born. Uh, I was born in a, a city um, in the west of England. Okay. Uh, but I moved to London when I was three or four, I guess, and started school here, and I've been here ever since. Oh, right. okay. So what was the, the the dynamic growing up? Were your parents uh, did they get you into music or? Was um, yeah, my mother was was musical. Um, so she encouraged me to play, uh, you know, lots of different instruments. And I was a classical chorister, so I sang oh, yeah. uh, in my right, school choir. Um, and actually, and actually taught a bit. Like we went to, 
I don't entirely remember, but we did like international choir tours and stuff. Really? So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I was always drawn towards kind of the heavy, the heavy sound of anything. So I, I got into the, the piano and then I got into the church organ. Oh, okay. Because yes. it was like the loudest thing. Yeah, it was like the loudest thing you've ever heard, which it's still the heaviest instrument ever. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was really into the church organ playing playing that. And then um, oh, that great. then led me onto the guitar when I was 12, I guess. All right. So then I, you know, I then gravitated towards the guitar. And that's how uh, that's that's where it all went wrong. Have you always played the ESP brand guitars or did you kind of start out? Playing another um, kind. I, I started out playing. Uh, my first ever guitar was a Hona, I think. It was called, it's a red like strat thing mm, that I got. Okay. And then I got um, an Epiphone SG, like a Tony Iommi uh, oh, signature nice. SG model. All right. um, that was when I was like 14, when I was starting to kind of get into the guitar. Um, and then, and then I got ESP. Yeah, no, I've been with ESP for ages. And then, like they were, they you know, then they started working with me. Like you know, I'm, I'm an artist or, or whatever. We endorse them. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't happen until I don't remember. Uh, but you know, a few years ago. But no, I've been with them for a long time, and I've got three. I think I have three of their guitars. Uh, and I go, you know, when I'm in LA for meetings or whatever, mm-hmm. I go to Van Nuys, which is where their their headquarters is, and and, and see them. And it's yeah, oh, they're super cool. cool. Nice. That is cool. Are they their six six string guitars? Yeah, they are yeah. six string guitars. Yeah, and it's an interesting one because we tune to we we tune to drop A. I don't know if, if uh, do you guys play guitar? I actually I had a boyfriend in high school that was in a band, and he tried to teach me how to play guitar, and I couldn't quite get my fingers as far as moving along the frets to make the notes and strumming at the same time. I can't. It's like trying to do two things okay. at once. I can't. So I tried when I was younger, and I just haven't picked it up again. <laughs> okay. You have that's, to just that's get why we do this yeah, because, because we can't play. You know, right? That, that's that's yeah. why we enjoy doing. Yeah. This. No, we do. We do play. Um, we do play six string guitars. So yeah, we tune our bottom string very low. Oh, okay. And so low that it's actually it's actually in the in the the tuning realm of seven string guitars but oh, nice. we've always just stayed with six yeah so we've stayed with six um and that's you know for for now that's i think that's enough for the band cuz i think like if you start going really low you're going to start getting into the gent kind of that whole tech prog mm, metal kind of mm-hmm. scene which yeah. i love and i have nothing against it but i quite like the idea that we 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 focus on writing songs rather than getting too involved in writing fancy pieces of music to, oh, okay. you know, I see to please musicians. That actually yeah. goes into what I was telling her when she was playing it, and she's like, what do you think? And I'm like, you know, there's a simplicity to them that I actually really enjoy. You know, mm. the- yeah, the, 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 mo- the motto is um, that you have to serve the song. Right. That's the most important thing for us. It's not about any one player in the band showing off. It's about writing a good song. I actually like, you know, I'll, I'll veto guitar solos a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not allowed. Because yeah. our guitar player is really, really good. He can play anything. Oh, he's yeah. He's amazing. Do you, do, you but, let him, uh, do you let him go off we, live we, every we, once in a while? Uh, yeah, yeah. Live, he's allowed to go off. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but on record, we actually both sit down and we're like, no, kill the guitar solo. No guitar solo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, it's funny because the first song on the record, when the record does eventually come out, you'll hear the first song has an amazing guitar solo. <laughs> but, 
Broke your own rules. But I was like, yeah, no, we, we were sitting in the studio and, um, you know, I was like, I said to the producer, I'm going to make one thing very clear. And there's no fucking guitar solos allowed on this record because it's stupid. Yeah. So no guitar solos. So we're sitting in the studio. We're listening to the song. And he's like, there was a problem. We couldn't figure out how to get from the middle of the song into the final mm. chorus. It just wasn't figure. It just wasn't fitting. And he looked at me and he goes, dude, do you know what this needs? He says, it needs a guitar solo. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> so we... So we come up, so we came up with a guitar solo, like in, like in, you know, five minutes. And I told, I sang it to Will because he was sitting there with a guitar. I was like, this is what the solo is going to be like. I sang it to him. He's amazing. So he literally just worked it out and played it. We tracked it and it's the most perfect thing. Nice. So, you know, my hypocrisy knows no bounds, but I'm basically <laughs> like <laughs> the guitar solo saved the song. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Um, I was going to ask you, too, how did uh, Vishal get on break? Was he in the studio or did you contact him and say like, hey, you know, we'd um, like to have you on this Michelle, he, <laughs> it was a kind of weird thing. We were on tour in Norway, I'm going to say. Yeah, we were on tour in Norway last year. And to get to Norway, we drove from London. So to get oh to, gosh. yeah, it was a big drive. <laughs> we... Uh, we we drove through Gothenburg and Vishal had come along with us. He was actually just playing a couple of the shows with us. Oh, okay. Our bass player was uh, our bass player also plays for Annihilator. All right. Oh, I, I love that band. You guys know them. Yeah. You, know, you know the Canadian band. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he was out. I, I'm going to say that he was out with Annihilator. They were on a mega big, huge European tour okay. last year, and we only had like a couple of shows in Norway, so it was fine. So we called up Vishal because we, we've known him through various people for a few years. And he was like, yeah, I'll come and do these shows. It'll be fun. So then we were like, oh, actually, why don't we stop into the studio? Because we're driving through Gothenburg and we'll make a music video. Do nice. you want to be in the video? He said, yeah, it's cool. Let's do it. So that's how it happened. Okay. Okay. That is so interesting. I love Annihilator and they are, they are a Canadian band. So yeah. Yeah, it's and actually, uh, you got I I I'm my my U.S. geography is not fantastic, but I'm gonna say that Michigan is is right on the border of Canada. Yes, yep. Is that right? That is. We have okay. two port two points of uh, entry: either Windsor, which is right outside of Detroit, or uh, Sarnia, which is up by Port Huron. So we have two places where we can we can go into Canada. But yeah. Yeah, and the UP that they mostly speak uh, Canadian anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, pretty much those Upers. <laughs> Upers. Yeah, we yep. call what, what the hell is that? We call the Upper Peninsula. We call them Upers. Yeah, anything above Upers. the um, Mackinac Bridge, which um, that's the Upper Peninsula, but everybody calls anybody who lives up there um, Upers, and then they refer to us because we're below the bridge as trolls. So strolls, trolls, trolls. Troll. Yeah, we live Troll. under. Oh, we trolls. Live, yeah, we live yep. under okay. the bridge. Yeah, yeah. I had a college roommate in. Um, in, okay. in college, she was from uh, Rapid River, which is up in the UP, and that's what she would say. She's like, "You're a troll." I'm like, "Okay, whatever, you were." <laughs> okay. so, that's yeah. funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair yeah. Enough. So um, there's always a north and south divide. Yep. Yep. <laughs> definitely. But um, well, anywhere you go. Yeah, we have. Uh, we love Canada because um, one, well, in Windsor we have they have the casinos. We have the casinos in Detroit, but we also have the casinos in. Windsor too. So, you know, if we want to go gamble, we have two, two, very two, two choices, two choices as far as okay. options. So, okay. That's pretty cool. We had a great time in Canada because we played, um, 
let me think about this. We didn't play in Michigan. We the nearest place to Michigan in the states we played was Fort Wayne. Oh, in Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Uh, which was interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, Fort Wayne is interesting. Uh, you know, Do you remember yeah, where uh, you played in Fort Wayne? The venue. Ah, uh, I I tell you what I remember. Um, we played a venue that was clearly on the way out. And I believe that we were the last show to play there because they lost, they'd lost their liquor license. Oh, and the venue, the venue was like falling down and, and stuff. Now I had had a very, I'm going to say I had, I had, had a bit of a heavy night the night before. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty fuzzy all of the day, but I remember wandering in, into this venue, like kind of not quite sure where I was. <laughs> and Fort Wayne is pretty, uh, uh, middle America. Yes, I think I can is. probably say you can. Yeah. Um, so there were a lot of, you know, just all the people around who were working at the venue were kind of special. Uh, <laughs> and the whole area was pretty special. And then we got into the venue and it's like the fucking venue's like falling apart. <laughs> oh my so, God. so it was really weird. Okay. So then during the show, because no one had told me about the liquor thing. I didn't mm. realize. So during the show, every night I w- I'm like, um... I don't know. I don't know what I was saying, but something about, you know, like if, if anyone wants to buy me a beer, you can buy me a beer because it's funny because people actually buy you beers and they send them up to the stage during yeah. the show. Right. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, everyone put your beers in the air and, and maybe buy me a bit or something. And there was just dead silence. <laughs> it was like I told it was like I told a dreadful joke. Yeah. Like people. And I, like, I remember I remember thinking to myself like, huh. That normally goes down pretty well every night. That's weird. You know, everyone's having a beer, you know, no, 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 no. And nothing happened. Anyway, I thought, well, fuck it. I'm, you know, something. I didn't think anything of it. Right. Anyway, after the show, I'm just wandering around and some some fan comes up and he's like, hey, um, I enjoyed the show. But you know what happened when you said the thing about, you know, the beer and no one reacted. And I'm like, yeah, what was that all about? They said, there's no bar here. They lost their license. <laughs> Oh and he God. turned around to the bar, and it was just a black hole in the oh venue. Oh, my God. They just removed the whole bar. Oh, my God. And I was wow. like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Right, right. There oh goes the light bulb. God. All right. So yeah. that, I get it. There, yeah, and there, and there went the venue. That was, that. That was, that was the end of that. Wow. It was, yeah. So well, we, uh, yeah, we got the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. Well, you know, if, if you do come to Michigan, you got to play the machine shop. That's, yeah. That's, that's, so that's this is uh, going back to our tour bus driver, uh, Chuck. Mm-hmm. That that's like his favorite place in the world. Okay. So he's always saying we've got to go and play the machine shop. Yes, yes. And I know um, I always pronou- mispronounce Aramant. Is it is it Aramanthe or Amaranth? Okay, Amaranth. They did play there, and I got to see him there, and that was a pretty pretty cool show. Um, okay. Cool. I can't remember what album it was. It might have been their second to last one two years ago they released, but. Yeah, they were a good show. So, but hopefully you guys will be able to play there. If not, I know there's some good venues in Detroit. There's St. Andrews Hall. There's the State Theater. Fillmore. There's the Fillmore. So Detroit has a lot of good heavy metal rock venues. And okay, um, you can go Grand Rapids too. Yeah, Grand Rapids. But I'm just talking about close oh, to us. I know, I know. So, and then there's <laughs> and then there's the Token Lounge in Westland, which they John really like has a lot of different artists and they're really open to like international bands and and stuff like that so that's cool. another good okay. venue well i mean I, I i hope that i mean if nothing the coronavirus thing has given us a bit of time to plan yeah, ahead somewhat definitely. 
Um, so I'm hoping that we can definitely come back to the US in 20, well, it will be 2021 now uh, and do another kind of big, you know, we, I think we did five weeks last time. So, you know, do a month or so out there. would yeah. be really fun. That would be a lot of fun. Definitely. Um, I was going to ask you your uh, C16 clothing line. I was on the website. Oh, you guys know everything. Oh, yeah. We do, we do our research, man. Got to be prepared. <laughs> I looked at the uh, pictures and I saw a lot of the guys from Gojira. Do you um mm, yeah. do you do you know them? Yes, yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, so the Gojira guys uh, are, are good friends of ours, and we're we're also very close with their tour manager Taylor, who's like one of the best guys in the whole business. And the w- the story is, how did we meet Joe? Because because I know, I mean, you know, like Christian and and uh, all the guys, but Joe, I'm kind of close with. Yeah. I don't know if he'd let me say that, but you know, <laughs> so this is going back, I don't remember, but a, a few years now to when Gojira were just starting to really start doing well. Yeah. And we were on the way to a, a, a the, you know, do you know Metal Hammer magazine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they used to do, I don't think they have the budget for it anymore because things all went a bit wrong for them, but they used to do a really cool music awards uh, ceremony at the O2 arena in, in London, which is like, they would rent out the smaller venue, not the big 18,000 arena, but there's a smaller venue, which is like 3000 people. They would rent it out for a night and do an awards thing. Oh, cool. And anyway, one year they had like this, they had a, they had two boats. It's kind of weird. Two boats going up the river Thames through London to the O2. Cause the O2 is on the river. Oh, so you okay. can actually take the boat to the show, which oh, is very really cool. cool. So we had like a, a weird guest list thing for the event. So they're like, yeah, go to the boat and get on the boat and it's going to take you up to the show. So we're like, okay, cool. So we went down to the boat. We got on the boat. There's like 10 people on the boat. And (laughs) we we thought that there was going to be a boat with like live bands and shit playing and like music and fans and all this stuff. But we got on the boat and there's none of that. There's like a few beers and like 10 random people. But I knew that they were all music industry VIPs. Right. So I'm like, oh, they've put us on this boat. Well, this is weird. So anyway, I see Joe standing on his own in the corner. And yeah. I'm a huge Gojira fan. Me too. And have been for fucking years. Yeah. I love them. Oh, yeah. They're just like the best band. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, this is Joe from Gojira. I've got to go say hi. He's just standing on his own. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing there. Because he doesn't <laughs> know anyone on this boat either. Right. So I was like, so we went up and we start talking. And he's so nice. He's like the nicest guy. And then, you know, when you come to the end of the conversation and, you know, you're talking to like a super rock star, by the way, they were just starting to win all the, all the awards and shit. Right. But he was just there on his own. So, you know, when he's like, okay, guys, you know, this has been really fun. I'm just going to go and get a beer, you know? And that's kind of like your invitation. You know, we're done. This has been fun, but I'm right. going to, I'm yeah. going to go and talk yeah. to someone else. Now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we were like, this is fine, man. We, dude, we got like 10 minutes with you. It was really fun. So he goes off to get a beer, Right. And then he just comes back <laughs> and he's like, so what's up? Oh my gosh. So we were like, oh, this is cool. So anyway, two hours later, we're still chatting and there's this music, there's a fucking magician guy now on the boat who's being like brought in to entertain people and he's doing yeah. magic tricks for us. And if you ever mention to Joe, if you ever meet him, what happened on the boat in London with Jack from Cypher 16 and the magician and the word pie He'll tell you a really funny story. Okay. That he, he, I don't know if he even remembers it now. But do. that's, you know, it was just a really, it was a very surreal afternoon. That's and funny. then obviously after that, Kajira, you know, Kajira just blew up. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. we go and see those guys whenever they're in town. And we always try and hang for a little bit. 
and I, I stay in touch with Joe on email and stuff. And um, yeah, we—they're just—we—they're just the coolest band, the nicest guys. Christian is fantastic. Mario, we—you ha- know—I have one of Mario's um, prints. He's an artist. I have one of his prints on my oh, wall. Okay. Like Taylor's like the best tour manager ever. Well, very cool. Yeah. It's—it's—you it's, know—it's a really cool thing. Yeah. So yeah, so that's interesting. So. Yeah, they have a bunch of our clothes, and that's how their pictures ended up on the website. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, I saw Overkill. I mean, I'm a big Overkill fan, too, on there and stuff. Bobby yeah, Bobby and... has some stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that is like, so I was like, wow, man. That's But yeah, I we saw Gojira at uh, Sonic Temple Festival two years ago. We saw him with NotFest, too. Yeah, and NotFest, too. And I, oh, I freaking love them. Love them. Yeah, they are on yeah. a they're on another level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I Clearly. when I yeah. I went out and bought Magma, and I'm like, I fucking love this. It's yeah. just awesome. No, they're they're a wonderful band. Before we get off here, where is the best place for people to go if they want to find merchandise, if they want to download your music, or they want to just learn about the band? Um. So okay, the best place I guess for everything is, um. Obviously, there's Facebook.com forward slash Cyber Sixteen. So Cyber Sixteen is C Y P H E R one six. And you put it all as one word for whatever reason. I, I'm not really sure why we ever did that, but you know. <laughs> okay. um, then there's cipher16.net. That's the the website. Hopefully, if you googled cipher16, some useful stuff will come up. But you can you can buy merch from uh, the, the the website. You can click on the merch tab, and there's obviously YouTube stuff. Uh, so you you can put in videos to YouTube into Google. Uh, Open the dark door is is a good one to start with if you want to learn something about what we're what we're trying to do and you know instagram i think cypher 16 official or something i don't i don't know it's just put it into google and hopefully that will that will take you where you need to go yeah i found a lot of interesting things so yeah well you guys seem to have found loads of stuff (laughs) you're telling me about the band it's great when musicians such as yourself call and and we do these interviews to be honest we do our research but we never write questions out we got a couple little notes yeah i mean you know you are a you're a musician, but you're also a human being that has a life and you have a story. And so really for us, it's just a conversation about pretty much your your art, but then just things in general, you know, whatever comes Yeah, to I mind. really like that. So, you yeah. Know, sometimes we get given interviews where it's like a pre, uh, pre-laid out set of 20 questions. Yeah. 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 And you're like, yeah, I know that every band gets this these questions and i know i have to do the interview for for various reasons but it's kind of like come on man you could if you want to learn about the band do the research and then just have the conversation so i much prefer this you know the way that you guys are doing it and i think you find out a lot more about people exactly when you don't just ask them the generic stuff exactly plus that just you know when uh, when we get together We'll have to have some Guinness and do an Irish car bomb. And if I ever make it. Don't call it Irish car bomb Yeah. Well, if I ever go to Ireland, (laughs) I will, you know, make sure not to say, can I have an Irish car bomb? Because I really would rather not have my head kicked in. (laughs) Yeah. You've got to be careful of that. Yeah. And actually, I should have, I should have told you what you actually call it, uh, which is terribly embarrassing now because I now can't remember, but I will. I will try and find that, and I will send you what okay, you actually have cool. to call it. Okay. Yes, yes, because that that's going to be that will definitely uh, be something I need to know because I that's a goal of mine. To yeah, make you, it out yeah, there. you definitely you definitely want to you definitely want to go into the pub with the right with the right language. <laughs> right, there. right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and no talking worries. to us. Thank you very much for having. Yes, me. thank you, Jack. Yes, it was a pleasure for us as well. So enjoy the uh, rest of your day. Stay safe during this pandemic, and hopefully yes. we'll uh, see you Take guys out on the road soon All for right. sure. 
we'll see you stateside hopefully in well hopefully 2021 yes hopefully oh, yeah. we're looking forward to it yeah That's definitely <laughs> yeah absolutely nice one guys take care of yourself yep. take care bye all right bye then bye, bye.